0: This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Plato.
1: And I'm Kathleen Davis. A bit later in the hour, we'll look ahead to the Women's World Cup Finals with a new book about women athletes and look at the world in a grain of sand.
0: But first, each year in the United States, some 40,000 people receive transplants of the cornea. That's the clear front part of the eye that light goes through first. Other people receive artificial corneas to help restore clear vision. But if an eye has been damaged by, let's say, a chemical burn or another severe eye injury, those treatments may not be options. But now an early phase one clinical trial is reporting positive results using a stem cell technique to grow cells from a patient's healthy eye that can then be placed back into the damaged one. Joining me to talk about this are two guests involved in the study. Their work is reported in the journal Science Advances. Dr. Uli Yurkunis is Associate Director of the Cornea Service at Mass Eye and Ear in Boston. Dr. Jerome Ritz is the Executive Director of the Connell and O'Reilly Family Cell Manipulation Core Facility at Dana farber Cancer Institute in Boston also. Welcome to Science Friday. Thank you. Thank you. And nice to have both of you. Okay, let's start with I-101. Dr. Yirkunis, uh, let's talk about what the cornea is first, Okay.
1: So the cornea is the clear dome that is the front layer of the eye. And uh, the reason it is clear is because there are stem cells that uh, reside in the periphery of the cornea. And these corneal stem cells prevent the white part of the eye or conjunctiva from growing onto the cornea and maintain the corneal clarity.
0: Is this just a specialized form of skin? What, what is it made, out of?
1: So they are actually adult-like stem cells. Believe it or not, um, our bodies have stem cells, even though we are adults. And they are the source of corneal epithelium or surface of a cornea. Um, They are kind of like skin cells, but uh, they are transparent, unlike skin. Uh, There are various conditions that damage those cells. And when that happens the cornea loses its transparency.
0: But skin cells, some damage, when we damage our skin, the skin grows back, and with a certain amount of damage to the cornea, not a lot, that, that will grow back too, correct? That's right.
1: Sometimes when we get a scratch on the cornea, that heals right away. However, if we really deplete those stem cells from severe injuries or infections, then those cells do not grow back.
0: Mm. Now, I mentioned cornea transplants, and they often are successful for many patients Why can some people not get them?
1: So if you don't have stem cells, you can replace the central cornea with a new cornea, but it will never take as these stem cells will not be there to kind of regenerate the front layer of the transplant. And again, the conjunctiva will overgrow the clear part of the cornea.
0: Mm. You know, we've heard so much about transplants. Could you walk me through the basics of how a transplant works?
1: So, uh, the transplantation system is really well developed in our country. Uh, we receive a lot of donor corneas that are from grateful families that donate their loved ones' corneas. And these corneas are transplanted onto our patients. However, these patients usually have to have very healthy peripheral stem cells, and then the transplant works well.
0: Now, Dr. Ritz, your job is to grow these special stem cells in your lab. It's- Sort of a manufacturing process, if you will?
2: That's correct. What we do in this process is uh, we get a small biopsy that Gula takes in the operating room. From the good eye, there's a small biopsy that contains these stem cells, and they come into our laboratory. And then we use those cells to create what we call this culture, the calic, this cultured uh, autologous limbal stem cell graft.
0: To get the cells to grow properly, you need a kind of template, right? A, a membrane. What does that look like?
2: So the process that we developed is this two-stage process. One is we take the biopsy and we isolate uh, little little pieces of it. And the these limbo stem cells grow out on plastic, uh, just in a plastic dish. And then once we get enough cells, and that takes about a, a week or week and a half, then those cells are then transferred onto an amniotic membrane. This is a membrane that is used commonly by ophthalmologists in their surgical procedures. We use it in the laboratory uh, to use as a substrate. And then when the cells grow over it and become confluent, then we're finished. And then we take that, package it up, and send it back to the mass where Ulla and her team will use this. And sewed back into the patient's cornea.
0: So you're not actually growing a whole new cornea, right? Just the cells needed to support the cornea? Correct, yeah. So give me an idea how big it is. Is is it a square inch, a square centimeter?
1: Yeah, so actually um, when we transplant, the cells come in a little container from Jerry's lab, and then we take them out uh, from these wells of, of a culture plate, And I usually use a 17 millimeter tree fine. So it's almost two centimeter size uh, that is of a membrane. And then we suture it to the eye with very, very thin sutures. They are actually thinner than hair. They call it nylon sutures.
2: Yeah. So what I would add is that the other part of the process is we put the cells on this membrane, but then, uh, and that membrane is used uh, to place the cells in the right position, as Ulla mentioned. But then eventually the amniotic membrane that's used will dissolve. It'll actually get resorbed over time, leaving only the stem cells.
0: So just to repeat, once these cells are grown by Dr. Ritz, you put them into the damaged diet.
1: Yes. Once the cells are grown and come from Dr. Ritz's laboratory, um, they are transplanted or placed uh, on the donor eye after careful removal of a scar tissue, because a lot of times patients have a lot of scar formation from their injury.
0: And how well does that work?
1: Well, it actually immediately uh, is quite better. Um, It takes some time for the cells to really adhere and uh, for the cornea to heal. Um, Our study shows 12-month data, so it's actually... Um, very encouraging. And uh, the next step is our longer follow-up data of 18 months that is uh, in the preparation right now.
0: So basically what what you've proven is a proof of concept that this can work. Would that be correct?
1: Um, I think that we showed that it is feasible to employ body's own stem cells and to um, kind of grow them and to place them back in a patient. And it's also safe. The efficacy data is the next step for us to show.
0: And so in your study, how successful were you in actually helping people with their their new corneas?
1: I think a lot of times in science, we want to leave the word success till we have a little bit stronger evidence and follow up and kind of a data analysis However, by by case-by-case reports of those four patients have shown an improvement in quite a few parameters and definitely a decrease in their pain and symptoms.
0: Mm -hmm. And does the cornea heal over these cells itself, or do you need to use it as a substrate for a regular corneal transplant?
1: This is a great question. So out of four patients, two patients actually have improved and they did not need further transplantation. However, two people did require a standard transplant in what we call in the bed of these stem cells. So these stem cells kind of engrafted or started growing and living in that new cornea, so to speak, and then we placed a corneal transplant on top of it. And the survival of those transplants indicates that the stem cells are indeed there and they are functioning.
0: Very cool. Okay, so give me the timeline for future studies and making this more available? Because, you know, when people hear you on this program talk about this kind of research, they want to know how to get it for themselves or other people.
1: Well, it's a little bit hard to uh, answer because right now, you know, we are analyzing the data of our larger study, um, so phase 2A. And then the next step will be to form even larger study, maybe multi-centers trial Um This was one center, one manufacturing facility. Uh, Hopefully, the next study will be to do many more patients and with several different manufacturing facilities and different surgeons performing the procedures.
0: Interesting. Dr. Ritz, is there something you have learned from this process that you've developed that could let you grow other kinds of eye cells, maybe a, a new retina, let's say?
2: Yes, I think these cells are very different than retinal cells. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure it would be applicable to that, but there are other uh, stem cell projects that we're working on in our, in our facility. It is now possible to generate uh, what are called induced pluripotent stem cells uh, from normal cells in the body. And once you've generated these IPS cells, then those cells can be differentiated into a variety of different cell types. And there are a lot of studies going on in our lab and around the country uh, using these iPS cells uh, to create more differentiated cells. There are studies that are being done using these cells to generate uh, cells that secrete insulin, for example, for patients with diabetes. There are studies to uh, use these cells to create uh, dopaminergic neurons for patients with Parkinson's. So I think that we're really just in the very beginning of the field of using stem cells to create tissues. And and I think this this project using limbo stem cells to create this uh, this cornea uh, is, I think, one of the areas that I think is going to be very successful.
0: Dr. Yerkunis, do these eye stem cells need to be matched to the donor? I mean, could could we get to the point where you could use stem cells taken from someone else's eye?
1: I think that is the future of this cell therapy. This first proof of concept study showed that it is possible to actually expand stem cells and to regenerate corneas. But definitely the next step is to use allogeneic, meaning another person's stem cells to help the other person. Because a lot of corneal blindness and stem cell deficiency is bilateral, meaning in both eyes. And we may not have a source of limbal stem cells in the same individual. Uh, I think that the future is really bright and You know, with some manipulation, maybe even to altering that immunogenicity that maybe Jerry can work on, (laughs) we could potentially uh, provide stem cells for others from one donor to another.
0: Well, this has all been very exciting. We have run out of time. I want to thank both of you for joining us today. And good luck with your research.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Ira, thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Dr. Ulla Ukurnis is Associate Director of the Cornea Service at Mass Eye and Ear in Boston, and Dr. Jerome Ritz, Executive Director of the Connell and O'Reilly Family Cell Manipulation Core Facility, that's at the famous Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, also in Boston.